Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Uh, I saw Andrew right before he went to Indianapolis for training camp, and he was in great spirits. He was really excited uh, about the season, um, and uh, he just kind of mentioned yeah, he had been kind of fighting through something, but I think I'll be okay. So uh, it was one of those things. He went into training camp ready to go and excited about the team that they had. he had around him. Um, so I was surprised when it happened. That's David Shaw, Stanford football coach, on Andrew Luck retiring. Everybody's surprised. Andrew Luck was 29. But, you know, it goes back to this. If it hurts to walk, where's your quality of life? And you hear from ex-players, you know, how do they feel 10 or 15 years after you've been in the league? And he's got some ongoing calf calf, ankle injury that isn't healing after a lacerated kidney, after all the other string of injuries. It's a funny thing. We hear about all these injuries and anything that takes a player out, First thing we want to know, are they out two weeks, four weeks, six weeks? And teams really don't want to say that anymore. The Jazz certainly don't. They'll, the, the new norm is, well, we'll tell you when they're going to be reevaluated. Reevaluated, yep. So that's just like the very short end minimum, and there's usually time after that. But I think there's a, for the players and the quality of life and their ability to play, Emmett Smith said this once, it's the first time it registered with me. He played a game. They're trying to win a division title. He had a separated shoulder, and he went to New York and ran for like 200 yards against the Giants. Just one of those classic NFC East December showdowns. And the next year, he had a hamstring injury, and he didn't know if he'd go late in the year. They're like, well, you did it last year. And he's like, I don't run on my shoulder. <laughs> Lower body injuries are worse. They're all bad. But a lower body injury, when you can't move around, and I had my uh, ACL replaced when I was in my 20s. I tore it playing basketball. And for years, it was fine. It was great. And I was only in my 20s five years ago, as far as you know. Ah! And about a year and a half ago, it started to hurt. And it started swelling up. And it started happening every day. It, it impacts your mood. Your quality of life goes down. It's like, do I want to walk up and down these stairs? Do I want to go golfing? Do I want to even go to the store? You don't realize until your leg hurts how many steps there are in a Target and a Costco or a Walmart or whatever. Holy cow, I'm walking half a mile here and my leg is dying every step of the way. And I think that just wears on Andrew Luck. I think it just wears on him and wears on him and wears on him. And he's thinking, even if I get this healthy... And you can't get a healthy. Even if I get a healthy, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get hit again in the first game or the third game or the sixth game. What am I doing here? Aaron Rodgers went nuts on the uh, you know him getting booed. He's made a tough decision. I don't know why he doesn't stay in house to kind of protect him a little bit. I thought it would have been more of a standing ovation type thing and a thank you than booze. Quarterbacks are going to stick up for other quarterbacks. Players are going to stick up for other players. The fraternity, there's the rules. And plus, Aaron Rodgers has probably had thoughts like that at some point himself. And we know he's had major injuries. We've seen him thrown to the ground and done for the year. He didn't act on him. He came back. But I think all these players think about the quality of life down, down the road. And number one would be that head and neck injuries. But I think the lower body injuries, when you're struggling to get around, that is not good. 
All right, DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. Well, they're both really two really good players, and, and Zach Moss. You know, we we like to establish the run. That's never changed, and and uh, Zach is, you know, one of the best backs in the country, in our opinion, and so he is certainly going to get, you know, his share of touches. And Covey is our leading receiver, returning from last year, and so yeah, to answer your question, they'll be they'll be a big part of the offense. Both those guys. So there it is for all the fans who wondered if Cubby was going to go and if Moss was going to go. For all the media members who wondered if those two were ready to play. Cool Kyle, they're ready to roll. I'm a little more surprised by Cubby than I am by Zach Moss. ACL, the return for ACL, they keep shortening that. It used to be a full year. If Cubby were older, he'd be redshirting this year. But we've seen the injury time come down. 12 months to 10 months to 8 months. I think he's at like seven and a half. I'm trying to think who the Steeler was, and I'm blanking on it now, but there's a Steeler who got hurt in an exhibition game or maybe the first game and then came back for one of their Super Bowl seasons. That's the fastest turnaround I've seen. That's crazy. They've shortened it up a lot, though. But they've shortened it up a lot. Yeah, right. So I run around with a brace out there, but you get used to it. You adapt. It's not the first guy to wear a brace on a football field, so... And it was Zach, he just didn't seem stressed at all. I was a little more confident in him, partly because I saw him one day out in public getting something to eat, which isn't the same as playing in a college football game. But even in the interview sessions, too, it's, it's been his whole demeanor. He never seemed to worry about missing the game. But again, back to lower body injuries are worse than upper body injuries. What kind of soft cast? How can they put something on, on his arm so he can play? And when I was out... Seeing him get something to eat one Saturday afternoon. The cast was there playing his day. Kyle, elsewhere in that, and we played it for you uh, if you were with us about, I don't know, 620 or so. Um, Kyle talked about, well, if we run the ball 40 times, and all I could think was like, if, <laughs> if. <laughs> I think you mean when you run the ball 40 times, coach. I suppose they could score on big plays and not and not snap it that many times, that'd be the thing. But I, I think most, most coaches are planning on 65 to 70 snaps. And if those are distributed 40 runs, 25 passes, and you're surprised, well, that's a you problem. That's, that's not surprising. And, and Kyle, they, they've got the depth chart out there with uh, Devontae Henry Cole second on the depth chart, which means one of two things. You want to... Pump up a guy who's been in the program for a while and make the guys who haven't been in the program a while, you know, somebody like Jordan Wilmore, you know, really earn it. Or, and I'm not ruling this one out, they're all going to get about four or five carries to see what they can do. We'll give you a series here, we'll give you a series there, that kind of thing over these first couple games. And they're going to let the game action sort it out. Because you're not really going live with the running backs. They're not tackling you all the way to the ground in practice. Coaches have different lingo and jargon for it, but basically they hit you with a shoulder, a thud drill or something like that. So Kyle may want to play these guys before they really sort out that number two and see who it's going to be, who's going to carry the load. But he talked about 40 carries, and that means, to me, that means 20 to 25 for Zach Moss. That probably means about five for the quarterback. 
Huntley will get, get some carries. Not a lot of design carries, but he's bound to scramble a little bit and probably a design carrier too mixed in. There'll be something for him. And then those other 10 or 15 carries, how are they spread out? Who gets those? And I think game time, they'll have to, uh, they'll have to earn those. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I think overall he performed the best and in the competition, and we felt like Soup and Lopini were right there with him. We felt like he earned he earned that spot the right way in, in the competition. The great thing about that those three, it brought them even closer together. Patty spoke to our team last week and mentioned that the love that competition brings when you when you're able to help and, and share that she talked about the quarterbacks being able to help each other in, in years past and how that made them much better as a group so I think our players took it to heart and I think she just confirmed what they were doing that it's working so in the long run Tyson earned, earned it so hopefully we'll be able to there'll be opportunities to see all three of those guys perform Kalani Sitaki talking about the Cougars talking about the opener BYU's first first depth chart is out and to no surprise to anyone, I think, Tyson Williams is a starter. If you heard the way the Cougars were talking, the way the updates were coming when they were trying to get him into school and the sense of anticipation, they were expecting him to be the starter. They were expecting him to win it. Now, you don't want to just coordinate him the first day on campus. You want people to go earn it. But coaches have seen film. they got a pretty good idea who this is. They, they know who's bigger. They know who's stronger. They know who breaks tackles. They know who uh, can handle the blitz pickups. They usually have a pretty good idea. And I think they thought he would be the starter if they got him on campus and got him into the program, got him into school. And sure enough, there he is. Lapini Katoa and then Emmanuel Asupka. That presents that right. How close am I? Asupa. I'm going to call it Asupa. The yes. K is silent. The K is silent. Asupa. They call him Soup. I, soup. Take it down to one syllable. Soup. And if possible, take it down to letters. Listen. The language of America, if you don't like us, we're lazy. If you do like us, we're minimalists. I went to college, UC Santa Barbara. Nobody says the University of California at Santa Barbara. It takes forever. It's UCSB. There's a little town next door, Isla Vista. Nobody said Isla Vista. Are you kidding me? That's four syllables. I got places to go, people to see, worlds to conquer. Isla Vista became IV. Francisco Torres, the dorm, was FT. We shorten everything. Soup. Well, the campus at BYU is all one shortened. <laughs> Tell me, I don't know the BYU because I didn't go to school at BYU. Swicket, JFSB, HBLL, they're See, all over the It's the same place. thing. It's yeah. right down to initials. It's yes. the same thing. We're minimalists. Unless you don't like us, then we're lazy. But who doesn't like a gaucho? I think to compare what uh, Kyle was talking about with the 40 carries, I think BYU, you know, the... the the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree and all that stuff. And I think Kalani would like to play the way Kyle does, except I think they got a quarterback who they really believe in. Now, they want a run game to keep the defense honest in that. But if you think you really have something, you open it up a little more. And Kalani does have the Kyle influence, but he also played at BYU. And the control passing game, a lot of short and medium-range stuff, with routes designed to get guys going downfield where they have a chance to catch the ball and then make a play. Of all the things I saw written for San Diego State, that stupid little circle route out of the backfield, man, I hated that thing. Wasn't a linebacker alive who seemed to be able to cover that for San Diego State. 
but it's a simple route. It's a throw right in front of the quarterback's face, and the running back's headed downfield. Harvey Unga ran that really well. Really well. Had a lot of big plays out of that. So I'll be interested to see how much they open it up. Because with three backs, they could go ground and pound if they want. But again, when you try to read behind the the lines, or between the lines, or around the lines, above or below the lines. Or through. Through the lines. Well done, Yak. It seems like they want to open it up a little more. I'm not sure we're going to see 40 carries with them. Unless they're running it great. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I'm confused, but I'll just follow Yach's lead. College football. Thank you, Yach. But the big news in college football, Washington State has a quarterback, and they're not going with their grad transfer. Gage Gubrid? Gubrid? Gubrid. Gubrid. Yes. I don't need to learn it because he's Some people say Gage, but I think it's Gage. It's Gage now. Yeah. Backup. What do they say? Gage Gubrud. Gage Gubrud. I'm just going with Gage. Well, it doesn't matter. What I really need to learn to say is Anthony Gordon. Yes, Anthony Gordon. He's been in the program. It's a really unusual story. Hey, kids, ask Grandpa how college football used to work. A kid would come to school, quarterback in red shirt, he'd be a backup, and then by his junior year, he'd be the starter. That still happens at Washington State this year and pretty much nowhere else. Kids don't stay in programs. Kids want to play right away. If they don't play right away, they transfer. But it worked for Anthony Gordon. He's been in the program. He's been a backup for three years. Now he's the starter. New Mexico State's the opener. I guess back to what I said about the BYU running backs. Earn it on the field, though. It seems like a close competition. It seems like it probably went a week longer than most coaches would prefer the competition to go. Maybe not. Leach does stuff different, so well, I don't really want to get into what he that's, prefers. That's the thing. I think most of us, when Leach makes his determination, I think you can take faith that this guy probably is going to be pretty decent because this guy doesn't really right, really screw it up. Right, but they have a really soft opening they to do. their schedule. Absolutely. So you they can don't play. They don't play big intersectional games. Oregon's got Auburn right out of the gate, and USC's got. I mean, they're not even playing Fresno and BYU. Those are USC's first and third games with a Stanford game right in between. Wazoo's nice. Easy does it. If there's quarterback issues, if the reads aren't going the way that they win in practice, you know, when the when the pass rush is live, if things break down, it's New Mexico State. And Mike Leach can change quarterbacks if he wants. Doubt he wants to, coaches rarely do, but the possibility's there. They don't they don't get into the grind right away. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Next pitch, swung on, hit deep. Down the left field line towards the corner. This ball is gone! It clears and it's over! Sean Rodriguez with a bullet out to left right down the line. It's his fourth career walk-off home run. Phillies win it in 11-6-5, the final. Sean Rodriguez, the walk-off homer for the Philly. They beat the Pirates the Battle of Pennsylvania. Bryce Harper back from paternity leave. He went deep. That's 28 for him. I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, as Gordon Monson would say, the NBA used to be criticized. You don't have to... The games are so close. Everything's decided in the last two minutes. You know, nothing really happens early in an NBA game. You don't hear that as much, but that was a long-running criticism of the NBA. I was thought it was a little weird. So there's too many close competitive games for you? 
<laughs> you want you want games blown blown open in the second and third quarter, which actually does seem like it happens more these days. And now in baseball, are we going to hear the same thing? Are people going to get sick of walk-offs? PK was making fun of the uh, Dodgers the other day because they've had 12 walk-offs this year. They got beat last night in San Diego 4-3. Always good to see that. Doesn't really mean anything, but they got beat. I guess it could mean home field advantage, but home field advantage in baseball is the least important home field advantage of all the home field advantages. Be healthy and have dominant starting pitching. That travels. Doesn't matter. So with, this, with these walk-offs, PK was talking about how the Dodgers, oh, I got two walk-offs, I got three walk-offs, I got two walk-offs. How many did you get this year? How many walk-offs did you have? Everybody's in. It's like it's, every game is decided in the NBA in the last two minutes. Every game in Major League Baseball is being decided in the ninth inning or in extra innings. It's just nonstop. The Diamondbacks beat the Giants 6-4. to four. We've been talking about the Giants, or excuse me, the uh, Diamondbacks going back and forth and just this non-stop their ability to stay at 500 is is just phenomenal they never get more than two games above or below and I've been talking about there's a record for everything these days well there it is the record for a longest run always within two games over under 500 Jason Stark tweeted it out 57 games in a row now for the Diamondbacks Beat the Giants 6-4. They are the ultimate 500 team. All right, DJ and PK. There you go. That's what's trending. And it's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, we got predictions to get to. We got the rivalry game to get to. We'll do that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.